Praise God, my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome to the On Earth As It Is In Heaven podcast. Romans 12.5 says, We who are many are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. The goal of this podcast is to help all members of God's church establish God's kingdom here on earth by learning and discussing his principles. Through these discussions, we hope to facilitate actions that will create heaven on earth. I'm your host, JB, and I'm going to start us off with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come together another week in fellowship to discuss, yes. Lord, your word. We thank you, Lord, for the for the provision you have provided to us in your word, Lord, that we have a guide that we can use. We thank you for the, the blessings and the anointing you put over your disciples, Lord, that the spirit fell on them and your word, Lord, is from you. The word that they writ, Lord, is, comes directly from you. And so we thank you, Lord, as we discuss today. Yes, the topic of evangelism, Lord, how to win souls. Jesus said that he would make his disciples a fisher of men. And so we pray, Heavenly Father, that as we discuss your word, Lord, that we would continue the mission, Lord, of helping to make men fishers of other men, Lord, to bring souls to you, Lord, to win souls over through the Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father. We thank you. We pray right now that the Holy Spirit is here. We decree and declare, Lord, that your word will go forth that everyone, Lord, that you have called to hear this word will come across this episode, Heavenly Father. We thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to speak your word, Lord, and have you be glorified in our lives and through this episode. We pray, Lord, that as we go through this episode, Lord, that everyone who has been itching to hear this word, who has been needing to hear it, that this word is going to be the trigger for them, Lord, that helps them to get up and go. And evangelize, Lord, and set operating, Lord, in the in the ministry of healing. We pray right now, Lord, that everything that needs to happen will. Your will be done. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We want to thank Amen. you guys for joining us for another episode of On Earth As It Is In Heaven. Uh, I have my guest here, Pastor Tom, and uh, he is actually... Um, an evangelist and a pastor. So uh, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about your, your ministry and your background. Yeah, uh, to describe myself is being a missionary evangelist would probably be the best way to do it. Okay. You know, I, I thank God for, uh, you know, making us pastors, my wife and I, and we do have churches and different things, but primarily... A missionary evangelist is what I am. Okay. And it uh, started a long time ago. Uh, back in 2004, I was ordained. 2007, went full-time ministry. And also, uh, throughout that time, ministered throughout Central, South America, uh, been to India, and a lot here in the United States. And uh, with that, I thank God that I've had a such a passion for souls. Uh, and everything that is done uh, that I've been a part of has been with an eternal purpose. Really having my eyes on the things that are unseen rather than the things that are seen, like the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that, uh, having the privilege to pray with hundreds of thousands of people throughout the years to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Amen. Yeah. Um, can I just say, I was in just starting high school in 2004. <laughs> so okay. you, you've been at this for quite a while, huh? Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> And I I wasn't just out of high school in 2004 either. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so the topic we're going to be discussing today is going to be um, evangelism and the gifts of healing. Um, as I've listened to some of your teachings, uh, the Spirit just really hits me heavy. And I, and I can definitely tell you have the anointing in this area. Um, can you tell us what is evangelism? 
It's simple. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. God sent his world, uh, Son into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. It made it clear the world's already condemned, so it was in need of a Savior to be sent in order that man could be reconciled to God. So there has to be an ambassador. There has to be a herald. There has to be an apostle, a messenger, one that is sent in order to um, bring forth the word of salvation. We know that Jesus is a savior. Uh, we know that uh, he came so that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And uh, so with that, he said, there was a time right before his death that he said, it's, it's, it's needful that I go. You know, he was going to die on the cross. He was going to be raised from the dead. He was going to ascend into heaven. And his disciples were... You know, they didn't much like it because they'd been with him and, you know, they were under his covering, Yeah. you know, and they'd been out evangelizing and doing all the different things. But he said, it's needful that I go because if I don't go, the Holy Spirit isn't going to be able to come. And, and so he went on and ascended into heaven, sent the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is here for us, with us, in us, covering us, filling us for the purpose of the eternal purpose of seeing souls saved and reconciled unto the Father. Yes. Yeah. Is evangelism only for Christianity or do other religions evangelize as well? Is that something that's specific to uh, follow Jesus followers or do other uh, religions use that terminology or evangelism period well let me just kind of phrase it in a different way uh, the gospel mm -hmm. okay gospel means good news but others have the gospel mm -hmm. but they do not have the gospel of jesus christ mm -hmm. okay. as the way the truth and the life unto the father yeah there is no other way Okay, there's many ways that seem right unto a person. This Jesus mm -hmm. said this. But the ways therein are death. The end of it is death. Yeah. And I've followed many different ways before uh, I ended up finding the way, the truth, the life. Yeah, yeah. And it all ended up in death. Maybe not actually dying physically. Mm-hmm. But mentally, uh, spiritually, yeah. you know, so on and so forth. So is there other uh, uh, people that evangelize in their religions? Most definitely. I yeah. could go down a whole list of them. In fact, all of them for, for the most part. Yeah. But it's not the evangelism that is from heaven. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so going from that. How do you, so we discussed, you know, there are multiple religions that evangelize, whether they're knocking on your door, they might be in a courtyard, at a mall, or at a park, or anything like that. Are we, when, we're, when we see these evangelizers, are we just listening for the word Jesus? Or, you know, how do we know that the evangelism is the, the, the gospel, the too good to be true news in its perfect form, not someone that's, you know, the Bible talks about how they, they crept in, you know, and started preaching a gospel, a different type of gospel, you know. Mm -hmm. And so is it is it safe to say if we hear the name Jesus, that's fine? Or is there other things that we should look for? Is it something that we have to pray about after we hear it? You know, how do we know what we're hearing? Because like you said, we're not the only ones that are reaching out to people. And how do mm -hmm. I know what I'm hearing is the right thing? Jesus plus something equals nothing. Mm -hmm. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Mm -hmm. what, when you have someone evangelizing and they're adding to what we know is the gospel, 
the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. If they're adding some other, like, you you got to do this, mm-hmm. usually the, the discerning thing is works. Mm-hmm. If there's anything, all other religions have works in them in order to be saved. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you're listening to uh, someone knocking on your door in the courtyard or whatever, uh, yes, they can say Jesus. You know, the devil can say Jesus, mm-hmm. and, you know, demons can say Jesus. says the demons believe, but they tremble, yeah. and so on and so forth. Uh, but when it comes to... Uh, the these other which are actually antichrist religions uh-huh. and they're antichrist because they add to they add to uh, the gift uh-huh. that you receive see with, with Jesus it's like let me use this as an example everything that we do is Christians, we might not have the knowledge of it yet. There is a, a maturity that needs to take place. But everything we do, we don't do to get saved. We do because we are saved. Uh-huh. It's, it's really that simple. So if you are able uh, to discern the spirits, okay, which is really a simple thing. It sounds complicated and whatever, discerning the spirits, uh-huh. having the gifts on and so forth. no. It's with the words you discern, discern the spirit. Okay. And when you take the word and, and you understand that, hey, I'm saved by grace through faith, not mm-hmm. of myself, but it's a gift from God mm-hmm. uh, so that I cannot boast about it. Okay. Yeah. In fact, that's why the devil fell from heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, I will make myself like God. And immediately Jesus saw him like lightning fall from heaven. And, uh, but God loved us so much. He gave Jesus and made it by grace, by grace, by grace. And, and so that now, uh, we, we can say as Christians, we didn't make ourselves like God. God made us like God, you know, so that, you know, we can't boast about it. How can I be prideful if I just receive a gift? Yeah. And that's what it's all about. Uh, so the discerning between these different religions and people knocking on your door, so on and so forth, comes down to really, you know, somewhere in what they're saying, uh-huh. it's going to be about works. Uh-huh. You know, and I mean, they'll, they'll use things, faith without works is dead, uh-huh. and different scriptures like that, without understanding that the faith is a gift, uh-huh. and it's a good works producing faith. Uh-huh. And if you don't have a good works producing faith, you you don't really have the faith of God. Right. Okay. But it's the fruit, not the root. Right. The, so. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um. So being an evangelist is that something that anyone who's in the faith can do, or is that like ordained to specific people? Did Did God mean for you know this portion of the church to be evangelists? this to be this, or can anyone evangelize? There's positions in the church mm-hmm. or the body of Christ, okay? There's positions. There's the apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, and evangelist. Not everybody is, mm-hmm. okay? But everybody can. Okay. Okay. And whether they like it or not, it once you become a Christian, you become a vessel. Yeah. Okay? You're a vessel of mercy, you having obtained mercy mm-hmm. to flow mercy or give yeah. mercy. Okay, that's automatic. You mm-hmm. got you've become a child of the light. Yeah. Your light's gonna shine whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. There's something about you. There's an aura. It's not something. I know what it is, but it's the spirit of God. Yeah. But it's the spirit of life in Christ Jesus mm-hmm. that you have that you can't even help. Even if you found yourself in the depths of sin because of, uh, of you know, your sinful, the old sinful nature, mm-hmm. okay, uh, even there, you know, I, I had an experience one time, you know, that I was kind of, fall, well, I was falling away for many years. Mm-hmm. 
And I was sitting on a bar, and even with that, you know, it, yeah. it was like conversation come up. People say, man, there's something different about you. There's something, yeah, I shouldn't be here. That's what's different, <laughs> man. Yeah. And uh, anyway, my light was shining, and I never, you know, they'd say something about God. I'd go ahead and say, hey, no, this is the way it is, yeah. you know, or whatever. But... Uh, Anyways, to, back to your question, it is for everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, in Mark uh, 11, 16, 17, and 18, it says, These signs shall follow them that believe. Yeah. You know, they'll proclaim the gospel. You know, they'll cast out demons. They'll mm -hmm. speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents and scorpions. And they'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Yeah. You know, these are it, things that happen. But let me say this. It's only for those who believe. Yeah. You can be a Christian and not do these things simply because you don't believe. Yeah. See? And and that's not knocking you down. Mm -hmm. That's not making you any less than anyone else. It's mm -hmm. simply because you don't believe. Yeah. You know, God wants you to believe. You know, he wants mm -hmm. you to believe that all things are possible for him who believe. Yeah. You know? Uh, so there's positioning for sure. Uh, as in, there are, you know, many healing evangelists that are out there that not everybody are. Mm -hmm. You know, and the same thing with apostles or prophets or pastors or teachers. You know, not everybody is. Yeah. You know, we all have our positions. And it really comes down to what Jesus said, that... Uh, when he was speaking about the talents given that mm -hmm. a master gave his servant, that there's some that, uh, you know, he gives five talents, some he gives two, he gives one, you know, it's, and it says mm -hmm. according to their ability. Yeah. God knows your ability. Mm -hmm. You know, God knows your ability. And he also said it again about, uh, you know, the seed that, you know, it, a farmer plants seed and he throws it everywhere. Mm hmm and some feet seed fall on good ground, some on bad. But just let's get to the end of what he was saying. He said some uh, 30 will produce 30, some mm -hmm. 60, some 100 fold. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, but in Luke, it just says 100%. Yeah. Okay. Well, how did he conclude that? Well, if I give you 30 seeds... And you, you have 30 plants come up. Mm -hmm. How much did you produce? 100%. 100%. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with the 60 or the yeah. 100. It's according. God knows you. Yeah. You know, we're not all called to. Uh, and, and the church does get caught up into this. Mm -hmm. Trying to identify and be something that they, they're not called to do. Right. But. In all reality, we're all called to do it. We're yeah. to let your light shine. We're, you know, Jesus made that clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because I remember you spoke on the the parable of the talents this past Saturday at service, um, and yeah, the one who was given five doubled it to ten, and the one that was given two doubled it to four. But both of them, God said, you know, job my good and faithful servant. Exactly. You know? The and, same reward. Yeah. And, you know, we all, I feel like we all should seek, you know, to understand what God has called us to do. But, yeah, some person might have just been called to reach their family, you know, where the next person has been called to reach the nations, you know. But, you know, we don't have to compete for, you know, to try to be as good as the next person if that's not what God has called you to do in evangelism. It's a personal relationship. You know, you, you, you've got it in you. If you're given the desire. Mm -hmm. or the hunger, or the thirst, okay, or the vision, you might say, mm -hmm. uh, to, and it's in you, believe me, you're called. Yeah. You know, that's all there is to it. From that point on, it's like, you know, Jesus says, go into all the world. Yeah. You know, whether that world is, your Jerusalem is right where you're at with your family, or whether it's uh, going out throughout the whole city, yeah. your workplace, uh, your schooling, whatever that might mm -hmm. be. Or it might be like myself who was sent, you know, into other countries and yourself mm -hmm. now. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, earlier you mentioned that there are some uh, healing evangelists. 
Um, tell us a little bit about the healing ministry and, and what has that come from? Well, it comes from God's desire to make this gospel known. Mm -hmm. That's where it comes from. It comes from the Lord. You know, when it comes to healing, God has no problem healing someone so that they might believe. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus, when he was here, went about healing all that were sick and oppressed of the devil. Mm -hmm. Okay? And why he even said it one time, unless you see, you won't believe. Yeah. You know, he made that statement. Unless you see, you won't believe. Mm -hmm. Speaking to certain people, of course. Because uh, many are blessed who have not seen and still yeah. believe. Yeah. You know, like he told Thomas. And, uh, but healing in itself is for that purpose. Yeah. So that we might believe. Uh, and as far as how healing takes place, it's always by the spirit. There's, I say, there's an atmosphere, there's an element, but really I'm just speaking about the presence of God. Mm -hmm. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. So when that freedom is here, but it's only activated according to our faith. Yeah. Okay. And the obedience of that faith, because faith without works is dead. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's a stepping out in faith, you know, uh, and it comes, the healings take place for those who believe. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, if you don't believe it, then it's not going to happen. Right. Okay, unless God just decides to go ahead and do it anyway, and he's done that many of times. Yeah, yeah. You know, we live under that uh, dispensation of grace all the time. That, yeah. You know, he's just blessing us all the time, whether it's with healing or deliverance or so on and so yeah. forth. But uh, I've had, I don't know how far you want me to go into the experiences. Yeah, go ahead, you're free. Okay. Uh, with myself, I remember at a very young age, after I got saved back in 1975, immediately I had the evangelism part. I wanted all my friends to mm -hmm. be saved. I didn't want no one yeah. to die and go to hell. There's a reality to this, guys, mm -hmm. you know, and you ain't got much time. And most of my friends didn't have much time. One mm -hmm. was, you know, a couple of them were shot with guns and killed and others suicide mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. But uh, I remember it, man, I just wanted everyone to be saved. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it just came uh, with my salvation, yeah. with the Spirit of God. But also with that, when I began to hear about healing and different things. I was so hungry. It didn't matter if it was being baptized with the Holy Spirit, speaking with heavenly language mm -hmm. and, and so on. I didn't, hey, I didn't have no uh, Bible knowledge to mm -hmm. where people could say, oh, this means this, this means that. No, I just wanted everything God had mm -hmm. and I got it. Yeah. And I got it. And when it came to healing, I remember one time specifically, I back then I had a little, I started a little yard and lawn service, you mm -hmm. know, just push mowers. And uh, I had a brother with me uh, from church and, and there we, I had a lawn where there was a handicapped guy mm -hmm. and he was in a wheelchair and they didn't really even come out the house, you know, they'd hand the $10 out or whatever it was at the time. And uh, put it in an envelope, put it in a mailbox. That's mm -hmm. the way he would do it. And uh, we're out there cutting grass, and all of a sudden, man, the atmosphere just changed. Mm -hmm. Just literally changed. And and he was over there cutting grass, and I'm over here, and it was on both of us. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I hear somebody yelling, and it was the guy in the wheelchair. Because I left a track in with the bill that I gave him. Yeah. Okay, and and he was yelling, so we I turned off the mowers and told him to turn his off. We went over there, and and he started uh, just kind of crying, and man, this really touched. Come on in, and we went inside, and immediately it was like we both knew that God was going to heal this guy, mm -hmm. and it was without question. 
There was this presence. It was such a rest, such a peace. And so that's what we did. We prayed with him to receive Jesus. And mm -hmm. and then I said, you ready to be healed? And he's like, yeah. And I said, okay, you know, lifted him up and he started walking around. Yeah. Hadn't walked in years and years. And I was like, wow, God, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, what are you doing? And then after that, man, I wanted to go out and heal everybody. Right, yeah. Well, the problem was not everybody got healed. Mm -hmm. You know, I found myself, you know, doing it in my own strength. Yeah. Uh, more of a work rather than waiting upon the Lord, waiting upon the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And... uh so since then, literally, I could go into probably thousands of people that have been miraculously healed yeah. uh, through ministering, you mm -hmm. know, the ministering that I've done. Uh, but there comes a place where there's a yielding, there's a surrendering, there, it, there's an opening by faith into the atmosphere to where the Holy Spirit spirit is able to heal someone mm -hmm. and and that's it's kind of hard to explain uh it's it's now faith mm -hmm. it can happen now mm -hmm. right now for anyone who believes for you know those that are watching right now and and when it happens in my case it's all, usually always in quietness Mm -hmm. It's in a place of rest. Um, I've stood in front of many congregations where hundreds came up for healing and stuff and literally had them just be totally quiet. Yeah. And even at that time, when leading somebody in healing, I would say, it's time for God to minister to you, not you minister to God. Mm-hmm. Just be still. I tell them to let their hands just hang at their side because they're wanting to do something. And I said, not even, you know, don't even say hallelujah right now. Yeah. There, this is a time to receive. Just wait on the Lord and receive. And there'd be like hundreds of people out there and boom, mm -hmm. you know, 50 of them just hit the floor. Because the Spirit of the Lord touches them. Yeah. And then many of them, you know, would, uh, while they're there, I would usually step out. And many of them I would never even touch. And they'd fall out. And and the Lord would minister to them, whatever their need was. Mm -hmm. And so on and so forth. But I actually have a scripture about that. Now that I think about it. Uh, it's in 1 Corinthians uh, 12, 7, and through 11. Can I read this? Yep, yep. You got time? Yep. Okay, now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given to the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another a message of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healings by that one spirit. It's gifts of healings. There's more than one healing. Okay. Okay. Um, and to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing be between spirits, to another speaking in different kind, kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these, and this is where I was coming to, all these are the work of one and the same Spirit. He distributes them to each one just as he determines. It's just as he wills, in other words. Mm -hmm. It's at the will of the Holy Spirit. I used to tell people that what we do is we create the atmosphere. And that's just one way of, you know, saying it. But we create the atmosphere, and I would. I'd yeah. tell every, you know, before I ministered in front of anyone, I would always say, are you guys ready to be healed? Mm -hmm. What What am I doing? I'm speaking the word of God, okay? I'm putting it out. Hey, you, you know that uh, the just shall live by faith? You know, I'll, I'll put it out there. I'm creating atmosphere. How are... How am, 
am I doing it? I'm doing it with the Word of God. Okay? That's all I'm doing. Anybody yeah. can do it. You know, you, you create the atmosphere. Well, God watches over his word to perform it. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, I'm quoting the Bible to yeah. you. You know, that's what happens. It says, and I, I also have another scripture here. Uh, in Psalm, I had it. What did I do with it? I probably just erased everything. Let's see if we can find it. Yeah, there it is. In Psalm 107.20, it says he sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Mm -hmm. Referring to the Israelites, okay, and how they were in Egypt and, and their process of coming out of there, their deliverance, their healings, uh, so on and so forth. But he did it by sending forth his word. Yeah. It's all in the word. In James, I believe it's uh one twenty twenty one, speaks about how the word has the ability in itself. Yeah. It has the ability in itself to save our souls. Okay, but also to do everything. Yeah. It's the word of God. That's we hear that the sword of the spirit is the word of God. Yeah. Okay. That the word and the spirit are the same. They don't act without each other. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. So what? When we take the word of God and we speak it, we're speaking it in faith. What am I doing? My faith is, you know, in my confession. Yeah. You know, we believe in our hearts unto salvation, but. Uh, unto righteousness or right standing with God, but confession is made unto salvation. Yeah. You know, this is my faith going out. I present it, and there's, even though it's faith, let me put it like this. I have a living hope. I've got the hope of glory in me, Christ Jesus, and so does every Christian. Mm -hmm. Okay? And there's an element of that hope that's in there also. Yeah. Because the reality is, in in the natural, you don't know if it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. You don't know. So you're exercising hope for the substance of faith. Yeah. You know, when I, I'll give you an example of that. When I got saved, and really when anybody gets saved, you know, they have to have faith to be saved. Mm -hmm. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? Right. Okay. So, but... When I got saved, some, I heard about being saved, mm -hmm. something about Jesus. What did I use? I used hope. Right. I mean, the reality was hope. And it says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and there's much to this teaching in itself that in all reality, we confuse our faith with hope mm -hmm. because we know it's got to be faith and it's like wait a second and and i'm not talking about a hope so maybe so i wish or so on and so forth no this is a hope that's given by god also that comes by hearing right okay and when we exercise that in the sense of like um i have a congregation in front of me I already know what's going to happen because God watches over his word to perform it. Right. Okay, that's all there is to it. It And it's not between me and them. It's between them and God. Right. Okay. And all I am is the instrument or that vessel of mercy who has obtained that mercy myself. Yeah. Okay. And so when I speak it out and I say, okay... God's going to heal you, or God's going to do this, or God's going to do that. Even when you get a word of knowledge and you mm -hmm. speak it out, or a word of wisdom, you know, from, and it, it's going out in faith, but it's also going out in hope. Right, yeah. You know, uh, and so with that, I've experienced some of the greatest miracles. Mm hmm literally people paralyzed being coming up out of wheelchairs and like the one i said but many other others the deaf hearing the yeah. mute speaking the blind seeing uh cancers being healed aids being healed 
uh, just going on and on. But this is just the way it happens. It's at the will. But I want to make this very clear. It's at the will of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, if it was at our will, we'd walk right into hospitals and clear them out. Right, yeah. You know, but it's it, there's that element or uh, for the atmosphere of the Holy Spirit. Right. Working. I've had experience, I remember in Honduras, this was, was so precious, was in, in an AIDS hospice, mm -hmm. okay? And it was run by the Catholic, but the Catholic lady who run it uh, was at the mall and the group that we had met her there and yeah. prayed for her and she experienced a miracle. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, it opened up the door to go to this AIDS hospital. They had like 34 uh, small children that yeah. all had AIDS. Okay. And so I was kind of heading a group. I was sent by somebody else, but heading a little small group to mm -hmm. go. And we went in there, and man, it was so precious. These kids were so loving, you know, yeah. and, and uh, it was amazing. Well, anyway, the interpreter, who was a, a girl that uh, in Honduran, uh, she gathered them all together, and they're dancing around. And back at that time, I'd get in there and dance with them, mm -hmm. you know, and, and just have a great time. I'm in there dancing. Well, I started getting a little winded, so I stepped out. And all of a sudden, boom, the atmosphere changed. Mm -hmm. And and I heard the Lord say, ask the interpreter to go to the lady and see if it'd be okay if we prayed for him individually. Mm -hmm. She came back and said, no, they won't let you do that, but they'll let you take a group of like seven at a time into the infirmity, the nurse's office, and they got like two beds in there and two nurses and they'll witness what's happening. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's, that's good. Holy Spirit's fine. And so we ended up going into this room and we're standing there, but you could just sense like such a peace, yeah. such a rest, the atmosphere. And we were there for that, mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, so we're standing there, and the group just kind of knew to be quiet. And I told them, I said, when the children come in, tell them to be perfectly quiet. And the nurses are sitting there. And sure enough, the first group come in. And I remember, I can see it now, a little boy, how he was walking across the room, and all of a sudden he just fell out in the spirit. Yeah. And they they hurried up and got over there, got him laid out. The next one, the next one, the next one, it just kept happening. Yeah. I literally took out my camera back then. You had the little photo cameras. I, mm -hmm. I, I took pictures, and you know, I, I said, Lord, okay, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and uh, them pictures are somewhere. But it threw it. Here's an experience I had with this. All right, we administered in the prison in Honduras, which is gang, it's run by the gangs. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, uh, it was a powerful, powerful experience in there. But anyways, here it is, while all this is happening, there was this young girl who was laying on the floor. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had kids everywhere. Some of them woke up and went out and so on and so forth, but... Uh, this little girl, and I'm praying for one little kid, and I look over and I see this girl go into convulsions. It was a demonic uh, mm -hmm. reaction, and it was bad, and, and I was like, you know, we were kind of in shock. What do we do, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, anyways, the, the nurses had gotten up, and they went out in tears to tell the boss what was happening. Yeah. And... Uh, while she was there, foaming at the mouth, looked like she was going to drown from all this. And I was like, man, what do I do, guy? What do I do? And all of a sudden, it was like there was a breaking. I had to, I was just like, Lord, you know I believe. You know I believe, you know, and, and so on and so forth. And I knelt down. And every demonic force was like, I said that about the prison because it was like 
all I could hear was, this girl's going to die. They're going to hold you responsible, and you're going to be in that prison, and you know what's going to happen in there. You're a fake. You're this. You're that. And I mean, fear gripped me horribly. Mm -hmm. And I knelt down over her while all this was going on, and, and I was like, I heard, do you, oh, do you believe, do you believe, and I was like, yes, I believe, I believe, and I had my eyes closed, and I said, God, you know I believe, and, and all of a sudden, I opened up my eyes, and the girl was perfectly fine, mm -hmm. you know, it was a test, yeah. of course, but, you know, it's where the rubber meets the road, you right, might yeah. say. You know, this is a real deal. You're face to face mm -hmm. with the situation. Oh, I, I heard, are you willing to die for her? Mm -hmm. And I said, yes, I'm willing, you know, and that's when it happened. But uh, anyways, where was I? No, that, I mean, that was good. That was great. Um Oh, and they were all healed, by the way. Yeah, all of the, the group. They were nice. all healed. Amen. Yeah, and their situation down there, they, they sent a couple of them out because mm -hmm. they didn't have places to go, uh, the, the, the government, into the government mm -hmm. deal. And it turned out they treated them horrible. Didn't I mean, it's hard for them to get food, whatever. Right, yeah. And the lady said, I'm not sending any of these kids out. You know, healed or not, I'm not sending them out. Mm -hmm. So they were, you know, many of them stayed there. Mm. So at this point, for somebody who is watching, and especially after hearing these powerful testimonies, um, they've been feeling in their, in their spirit, in their heart, that they may be called to evangelism. Um, they may feel like they may have been called into this ministry of healing. Um, maybe some things have happened around them. Um, maybe in the church, someone has prophesied over them. You know, they are not quite sure, but they're feeling it. What's the next step uh, for a viewer that's watching right now after hearing this and they're they're feeling something like they need to take another step when they're feeling empowered? What's you know what should they take from this? What's their next step? The first thing I want to say is there's no condemnation for us in Christ Jesus. There's no guilt. No shame, no blame, that no inferiority, no inadequacy, no insignificant, no insufficiency. Our lives are hidden in Christ, okay? Christ is our forever representative. He is our holiness unto the Lord. His blood is what covers everything for us as Christians. He loves us with an everlasting love. He delights in us. He, it says that God rejoices over us with singing. Okay? So from that, if you have, and I'm sure you do, have some sort of hunger or or feel obligated is a kind of a way to put it to step out in faith and share your faith uh you know go for it go for it it's a matter of putting one step in front of the other this life that we're now living is a pressing on life we press on to take hold of that which has taken hold of us. And so if you've got it in your heart to go on a missions trip, go, go. You, and, and sometimes you don't even really have a big desire, but just do it anyway. You know, there, that phrase, just do it, that Nike uh, used, it, it, he, Nike didn't originate that, you know, but it holds a lot of truth. This is what I've found out. Just do it. People, uh, Christians pray about a lot of things. They might even fast about a lot of things. They might even seek, knock, and ask about a lot of things. When in all reality is, 
He already commanded us to go. He already said, go into all the world, preach the gospel, heal the sick, perform miracles, raise the dead. It's, it's already been commanded. And this is something I heard from God. He said, wherever you go, I go. And it's really made it that simple for me to say, okay, I'm going to Honduras in June, which I am, uh, or I'm, I'm going to go to India, or I'm going to you know, go to Africa or whatever. Uh, God's not, you're not waiting on God. God's waiting on you. Now is the time. You can uh, get literature tracks and just start there. I've got what's called gospel coins. That's and it's mm -hmm. the easiest thing. Everywhere I go, I give these coins away. They they ask where will you spend eternity, and then they have John three sixteen on the other side. And I just give those things away. And and the word does not come back void. I don't even have to say anything other than like God bless you and hand it to him. Man, that's some easy evangelism. Yeah. You know, that's some real easy evangelism. And actually, that's how I really got started was tracking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know another tool that your ministry uses that I'm actually wearing is your gospel bracelets. Yeah. You know, and um, there's different colors for the, the be able to share the gospel with people. You know, uh, just a quick one, you know, black, born into sin. You know, Jesus dying for us, sins is the red. White, we're redeemed. Uh, green, we're growing into God. And the eternal reward, the gold, you know, just to kind of speed through it a little bit. You can really get into that. But it's been an awesome tool, actually, for my five-year-old. And I don't think I've even shared this with you guys. But, you know, with talking to his teachers, he's been preaching the gospel in pre-K. <laughs> you know, and he wears his bracelet all the time. Yeah. And it's just something to help with kids. You know, they, they can put their minds to the color and the evangelism can start at a younger age, you know, um, just using a tool like that. So, you know, I, I feel like this has really been uh, very useful in helping to evangelize. And those are, are given by a ministry, uh, have provided those for us, and we've literally given out probably hundreds of thousands of yeah. those. But, you know, I always make it clear, don't just give them away, yeah. you know, ex explain it to them. And, and through those bracelets alone, I can say, you know, thousands have received Jesus mm -hmm. Christ as their Lord and Savior. Simple little things. Yeah. Simple little things. And I remember one time, just a quick story about, we, we lived in Honduras, uh, and Lydia was gone on a missions trip to Guatemala, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And it was during, or maybe she was here in the States, I don't know. But... Uh, the uh we had it was like a holy week and everything was shut down yeah okay we needed a wheelbarrow because we're working at the church we went to every hardware store every one of them was closed but every they have guards in front of every one of them mm -hmm. well i give tracks to all of them they're big question tracks where if you die today where, where, would you spend eternity and so on i'm handing these out but the whole time i'm just feeling like man i don't feel productive mm -hmm. i you know i was out before i'd be you know doing crusades and yeah. this and that and you know lord you know i just don't feel too too much like i'm being productive you know yeah and uh so finally, we find one store that was open. We had to wait for them to put the wheelbarrow together. Well, being the only one open, it was jam-packed. I mm -hmm. passed out tracks, all of them. And then I'm just sitting there just feeling, well, you know, like, man, I'm not, I'm not uh, doing very well. You know, God, man, I, I need to be evangelizing. I need to be this. Mm -hmm. I need to be that. And he said, look up. And I looked up. And all over that store, they were reading that track. Yeah. I was watching, because there's a prayer on the back of mm -hmm. it, I was watching them pray the prayer of salvation. Mm -hmm. And he said, uh, he, he told me, he says, you know, it's only like 10 o'clock in the morning. You've already ministered to 50 people. Mm-hmm. 
And, and out of those 50 people, already many of them have eternal life. Right. And I was like, he says, my word does not come back void. Yeah. It, it accomplishes what it's sent out to do. Yeah. You know, it's not about you. It's about the spirit and what he does with what you do. Yeah. But it's not about us. Yeah. yeah. Um, so one thing that I, I'm, I'm hearing from this too and, and I've long thought about is we can't get caught up in what God is doing. We need to be obedient what he's asking us to do. So, you know, out of, you know, however many coins you handed out, not everyone has received it with great thanks. Like, oh, you know, thanks. I'm going to get saved right on the spot. <laughs> you know, you know, it's not always like that because I feel like that can be a deterrent to somebody who's, who's going to take that step. I'm going to do it. You know, they step out, they evangelize, and they're met with a brick wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so do you have any insight on you know, how they can get over that? Get over the rejection? Yeah. Hey, and Jesus said, if they accepted me, they'll accept, you know, you. Yeah. If they don't, they won't. You know, there yeah. is a, there is no greater love than to lay down your life for a mm -hmm. friend or, and that really just means anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, there, you have, there is that uh, part of being willing to be humiliated. Right, yeah. To be I've I've had people, believe me, I've had people just grab my shirt and shove the track right down in mm -hmm. into my thing and into my pocket and I've had people spit on me and throw beer bottles mm -hmm. at me and and you know, I've been rejected and I don't even think about it. I'm like, man, this is a joy to be out here to yeah. you know, it's kinda like when the apostles were mm -hmm. beaten, yeah. they went out of there rejoicing that they were found worthy, you know, mm -hmm. to experience that. Yeah. Well there there can be that. You know, you right. you have to understand that uh you know it's not all you know, real good yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, out yeah. there. <laughs> but the reality of it is it it is good. Mm -hmm. There's that willingness to suffer and look what the apostles went through and thousands and thousands of other people were actually went to the place of being martyred for preaching the gospel. Yeah. And, uh, but that's not something to be feared mm -hmm. because perfect love cast out all fear. Yeah. And he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, mm -hmm. and a sound mind, which does put you in some of those situations, but at the same time, God is with you. Yeah. You know, God, if God be for you, who can be against you? Yeah, amen. You know, this is all about the love of God. It's all about his will, his good pleasure, his glory. It's all, he created you for his pleasure. Mm -hmm. And so. Amen. Well, I want to thank you for coming on to the this episode. Um, and I want to thank the viewers uh, for coming on and watching. I believe that everyone who... Uh, God intended to come across this episode has come across it and you will receive uh, Pastor Tom do you mind uh, praying this out and then if you want to uh, follow up actually if you want to leave but how can people find you hear you you know the Saturday service or online and then if you can close us out in the prayer okay uh, well we have a church in here in Florissant Missouri and it's called uh, Ministerio Apostolic Nido de Agulis, which I'm... <laughs> okay, let me translate. It's the Eagle's Nest, mm -hmm. okay? The Eagle's Nest Church. And uh, you can, I guess you can go on Facebook and just mm -hmm. pull up uh, um, the Eagle's Nest Church for Florissant. And I also have a ministry. It's called Central Youth Outreach, and you can go to centralyouthoutreach.org and pull up Facebook, uh, hit like on that, and you'll see all the feeding programs we have in Honduras and the teaching things because we teach biblical morals and values in the schools down there and, and many other evangelistic things because that's all we do is evangelize. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, we got the church. We discipled, you know, and all yeah. that, too. But, uh, anyways, that those are some ways you can kind of check us out. 
But uh, I want to lead you in prayer. But first and foremost, more than anything else, that eternal purpose that I was referring to as having eternal life, the very life of God. And you have to have that life in order to go to heaven, okay, and be with God. You know, be in the place where there's no evil, there's no sin, there's no pain, there's no devil, there's no demons, there's no being tormented or fear of any kind. And, and that's the life of God. God is good. God is light. His love endures forever. His mercy endures forever. He has but one will for you. And that's that you might be reconciled to him and have the, the abundant life. Jesus said, I came so that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And so with that, it's only obtained in one way. It says to as many as receive, he gives the right, the power, the privilege to become children of God. And that's done. The Bible tells us exactly how it's done. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You just heard the word of God. You got faith. And so now there's an act that has to take place. Okay. And it says that if we believe with our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, and that's the difference between all these other religions, our God lives. He's not dead. He's not a, a, a piece of wood or a golden calf. No, no, Our, he's not some man that, you know, came uh, proclaiming to be something when they were nothing, okay? He's alive. He was raised from the dead. He ascended into heaven. He is the Son of God, and he is Lord of lords, King of kings. He is the way, the truth, and the life unto the Father. He is the salvation itself, and it's by, through his blood, through the pouring out of his blood on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins, for the washing them away so that we could be reconciled unto the Father. And so it says if we believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead and we confess, confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, that, that means he, he's our everything. He's our Savior. He's our Redeemer. He's our Reconciler. He's our Restorer. He's our Healer. He's our Holiness. He's our Righteousness. He is our everything that is necessary to be with our Heavenly Father who loves us with an everlasting love. So we pray a prayer. It says a person believes with their heart to being okay with God, but confession is made unto salvation. So we pray a prayer. Whoever calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. So let me invite you to pray this prayer. If you've never been born again, you'll be born again. If you've never been saved, you'll be saved. So let's pray. Say, Heavenly Father, pray it to God. Just put that hope in it. Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus is your son. I believe he died for my sins. I have sinned. Forgive me for my sins. Jesus, come into my heart. I receive you into my heart. I am born again. I have eternal life. Jesus, you are my Lord. Thank you for saving me. Amen. So I want to pray over you and with you. If you need healing in your body right now, it's not by my might, it's not by my power, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord. And it is God's good pleasure to heal you. Whatever it is that you need right now, I just release the healing power into your body, into your mind into your situation, into your marriage, into your difficulties. Right now, I release the power, the power of the Word of God that has the ability in itself 
to complete your healing, whatever it may be, your restoration. If you need to be reconciled unto the Lord, now's the time. God's knocking on the door of your heart and he's saying, open up and I'll come in and we will, and we will enjoy this life together. So I thank you, Father. There's others I know that are very oppressed and even possessed in a way that the devil is tormenting you with fear. I come against those demons right now and I say, catch fire. Catch fire now. The holy angels right now are working under the power of the Holy Spirit to deliver you and set you free right now as I speak. I thank you, Father, for completing this faith. I thank you, Father, for blessing them. Now I pray blessing upon everyone that's watching. Peace. I say peace. I release peace over you so that you might have the rest of God. I thank you, Father, for blessing all that I bless in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you for joining us, and I thank you guys for watching another episode of On Earth As It Is In Heaven. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to another episode. I hope today you received an on-time word from God and found the inspiration you needed to take action in whatever it is that God has called you to do. Tune in next week to hear another Holy Spirit-led conversation about how together we will bring heaven here on earth according to God's will.